Welcome back to episode number seven of the podcast, guys. Today, we are returning with part two of Ashney Christ interview. If you haven't listened to part one already, make sure you go back and listen to episode number six. It was a great interview. We spoke about the her journey growing on Twitch, and we spoke about just how many people she's influenced. However, assuming that you've listened to part one already, we're going to be jumping into part two today, guys, where we're going to be speaking about the book that changed everything for Ashney and I, and just the information from the book and how it applies to streamers thank you guys for listening all that and more coming up so stay tuned everybody you are listening to the content experience podcast the podcast for those wanting to learn more about all aspects of content creation and streaming Each week we sit down with some of your favourite streamers to get to know the story behind the stream and what advice they would give to help build your dream career in content creation. All this with your host, taco lover, sci-fi geek and award-winning tap dancer, The Mike James. Moving on. Because, you know, as much as I'd like to sit here all day and tell you how amazing you are, uh, we have people that we want to uh, inform, educate, and inspire. Uh, I want to talk about books. Now, don't worry, Ashney. We will get onto your ebook mm-hmm. very, very soon. Um, but I want to talk about one particular book in in particular, which I, you already know what I'm going to mention um, because I can see that smile on your face. But <laughs> I wanted to talk about Primal Brandy because you've probably literally sold about about 40 or 50% of the copies of that book. But the reason, <laughs> the reason why I love that book so much and the reason why I wanted to talk about that book was because it does sum up a lot of the things that were spoken about. And this is why I said to you, you know, when, when we were talking before we started recording, I was going over, you know, how do I condense all the information that Ashley has to offer down into a reasonable length podcast? And I thought, well, the best way to do it would be to quickly talk about the Primal Branding book and talk about the you know, some of the key elements of it. Now, obviously, we don't want to give it away. If people want to buy the book, then, you know, they can do. I haven't actually got a book link like Ashney does, but if anybody wants the book, I'll drop a link later on. Um, But so I want to uh, talk about that because I do have the Primal Branding book. I actually, it's funny, actually, because I asked for it for Christmas and I ended up getting a copy from my fiance and my mom. So I had two copies. So I lent one copy to my brother's fiance that I told you about earlier, Catnip, who has her own illustration business. And then, well, actually, my dad currently has uh, has my copy because he was interested in learning a bit more about branding and stuff. Because my dad is like my number one f- like fan and my number one critic. The first thing he says as soon as I go around, he'll be like, oh, yeah, so your podcast with Ashley Christ was great. But here's how you could have improved it. You could have done this, you could have done that. And I'm like, right, okay, that's, that's all, awesome. all right, all right. You know, I, I do take it on board. Um, so he is reading that book. Um, <laughs> so I think your influence on, you know, that book has reached more people than you realize as well. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to talk about some of the key points um, that we've touched upon briefly. And that's things like the you know, the the creation story, we've gone over that when we spoke about your story, you know, getting on the Twitch. But I wanted to get your insight into why the creation story is so important. Yeah. So I've said this, if you've watched like any of my my stuff surrounding branding, you probably have heard this, but um, human beings think in terms of narratives So whenever we see a thing or we see somebody who's a content creator, right, we always think almost immediately like beginning, middle, end. We see uh, Superwoman, right, who's a YouTuber who's taking over uh, the, what's the show? The Night Show. Oh, my God. I wanted to say The Daily Show, but that's definitely not it. Anyway, (laughs) she's taking over like one of the, the primetime like evening shows. Uh, and it's it's huge. But imagine anyone who's seeing her for the first time. They're immediately thinking, okay, where is she from? Like, who is this girl? She's a YouTuber. Okay, how did she get started? So human beings just naturally, we think in terms of narratives, one of the first questions we ask somebody when we meet them for the first time is, where are you from? We want to know the origin. 
And if you want someone to care about the middle of your story, which is pretty much what you're doing now, or the end of your story, so the things you're going to do in the future, or even the the very last days that you've got on the planet, they have to know where you came from first. So every person is a story. And if you want people to care about the rest of your story, you have to get them invested from the beginning. And they have to have this little sense of like, oh, that's me too. Or, oh yeah, I understand that. That happened to me too, right? So you're really looking for those me too moments during narratives like that. Yeah, it's the it's the two points that connect you as the creator and the consumer, right? So like, for example, mm-hmm. you might say, oh, well, you know, I streamed on Twitch for four years um, to like 20 people. Then I would turn around and be like, oh my God, I streamed on Twitch for like a year to like 20 people. Like we have, you know, it's finding the the common ground between you and the audience. And I, I usually yeah. give this give this advice to people that are like, how do I, how do I actually, you know, network or connect with people? And I say, well, the the first thing that I suggest to people is just to find the commonalities between you both, to find the common ground between you two. So whenever I talk to somebody new, I'll normally ask them about, you know, what they do outside of Twitch, like what they do as a job. And then as soon as somebody says, you know, I, for, for example, I had somebody the other day that um, said something as simple as, oh, they, they've just had all the hair chopped off. So I started speaking to them about how I had, how I used to have long hair in college. And straight away, you sort of start to develop that, like, you know, sort of, it's a very, very basic connection, but you're still forming a connection around the fact that you both had long hair. And then, you know, sometimes you can build on it, sometimes you can't. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's like finding that common ground, right? Yeah, absolutely. Something that I, I really want to talk about today is some research that I've been looking into more recently. Um, There's this 2018 study out of the University of Canberra, Australia, and a handful of universities in Finland. And they basically looked through all of the motivations for like, why people show up to streams and why uh, people tip. So this is a study that I think if you're if you want to get more viewers, or if you want to make more money on Twitch, you need to know about and you need to take seriously. But Whenever it comes like to term the terms of uh, narrative and having an origin story, the reason that this is important and the intersection between this and the research that I just cited is really creating a closer sense of emotional uh, support and just that emotional connection between not just the streamer and the viewer, but between the entire community. And it's really, really important what leads to a more financial, uh, financially supportive community is whenever they feel like there's a, a strong sense of emotional connection and they feel like there's a strong community sense. It doesn't actually lead to more watch time, which is really interesting, but it does lead to more uh, financial support from the people that, that hang out with you. And it's also just really important in general to to create that emotional connection because people are looking for people who are like them and they're more likely to hang out with you when they understand like what you're about and where you're from and if they see themselves reflected in that. Yeah, I mean, it it would be a fa- it would be a fantastic thing, you know, if we could get the link to, to that study for sure. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah. so we, we've spoken about the sort of the creation story because I mean, it's fair to say that narrative is important to everything. If you watch uh, any feature film in the cinema, you'll always have, you know, the sort of the equilibrium, which is like the story of, you know, life now. But then the disequilibrium is like getting the, you know, getting the story, you know, some, uh, you know, a bad guy comes along and then all of a sudden everything's up in the air. But during that film, during that moment, you still are going to develop and it's part of it's like right it was like something i learned in like writing 101 uh when i was cuz i'm a, obviously specialized in film directing i have a degree in tv and film production like one of the first things we wrote about writing was like you know developing the backstory of the character and without that backstory you don't have a character that the audience can connect with 
And it's about building up that connection between the audience and the viewer through the backstory and through everything that the, you know, the viewer's gone through, everything that's led them to the moment that they're at now. And, you know, I could sit and speak about more in depth, but, you know, we'd be here for about four or five hours. Plus, no offense, but I really don't feel like visiting first year university again, if that's all right with everybody. Um, <laughs> so... Um, obviously, the next part that I wanted to move on to, and this is actually, you know, a lot of people have messaged me and they're like, you know, some guy messaged me the other day and he was like, oh, well, you seem to have everything all together. Um, like, you seem to have everything worked out. And I was like, I couldn't be further from worked out if I tried. And that's because one of the biggest things that I'm struggling with right now, which I haven't made, I haven't really made that public. I've tweeted about it a few times. Um, but it's things like the 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 sort of the creed, but also the the like just the whole like naming in like general. Like obviously, I think part of the issue lies down with I still haven't personally discovered the direction that I want to take as a content creator. You know, right now I I do the podcasts to help. Excuse me, I do the pod the podcast to help people. Um, and then obviously I do the, you know, these as talk shows, but then on a Tuesday and a Friday, I still play games and things and everything's a bit up in the air for me. Um, but like the, the, the sort of the creed, the mission statement is kind of the issue that I'm stuck with and I'm still trying to develop. And I actually spoke to gear up in, uh, who is a, a good friend of mine, um, about who's a partnered streamer. I spoke to him about it. And he's tried to help me, but I'm still not there yet. But the reason why mm -hmm. I wanted to bring this up, because you literally have a creed or, a you know, like a statement that's kind of like burnt into the back of most people's minds, which is pursue your dream and learn to stream. And I wanted to ask you a bit about how you um, developed that that sort of statement um, as a whole in hopes of, you know, not just helping me, but helping anybody else that might be, you know, stuck in that position yeah so in terms of primal branding for those who haven't heard of this before the very first piece of the the seven step i guess the seven steps to creating a, a brand that really resonates with people and really has potential to take off and do well the first piece was that origin story and having that narrative but then the second piece is is this this creed idea so the creed is kind of the thing that uh, all of the interactions that someone has with your brand reflects that creed. If somebody comes into the stream, if they watch a YouTube video, if they watch a podcast, if they come into the Discord, like regardless of how they're interacting with you, they still, all of the interaction goes back to that one very core reason and that core why. That's really what this is. If you've ever heard someone say like, it's important that you have a why behind your streaming, that's what the creed really is. And for me, it took a lot of time to, to find it. It actually didn't start with me trying to come up with the the idea, right? The mission statement. It started with me identifying like who are the group of people that I really want to help. And I actually uh, did this exercise called Who Would I Be? It's this exercise that I created that is all, all geared towards like choosing a group of people and choosing a, a type of content to create. So I knew that uh, through all my research, I found out that if you really want to become known for a thing, it's standard that people who are very well known are generally known for serving like one group of people very well. They're generally known for one thing. It's not to say you can't deviate away from that, but it's it's very normal. And the, the common path is that people are known for one thing, right? So I took all of the things that I loved, like I love plants, I love crystals, I love candles, I love uh, style, I love uh, tech, I love diversity, I love just all of the things that I loved and I wrote down a list. And then I started looking at like, okay, who would I be online? And this is the name of the exercise. Who would I be online if I made all of my content about this one thing? And I started looking at the other creators in that space. So if I created all of my content about plants, how excited am I about that idea? What are all these other people doing? Do I feel like I can compete? Can I bring something fresh to that space? 
And eventually I went through like a few different ideas and I settled on streaming. And that was really the one that like hit so freaking closely to me because at this time I had already been like, I created a, a handful of bad YouTube videos for stream coach, but I wasn't like, I'm, I was kind of where you are now where I was like, I am creating, creating a thing that I think could be useful, but I don't know if that's what I want to do long-term. So I did this exercise to really clarify where I wanted to be and what ideas excited me the most, because I really think that people who are able to stay consistent with the thing, it's because they come from a really deep why they come from a really deep mission and vision for not only their lives, but also for the world. And streaming was the thing that ignited that excitement in me. There have been two times in my life where I got so excited about an idea. I started getting like goosebumps and I started sweating and I start, I like immediately went to freaking work. I was like, this is a thing. This has potential to blow up. One time was when I created Desolades, which is a women's community in Dota 2. And the other time was whenever I decided to go like full steam ahead with Stream Coach, which is the, it's not just the thing that I do, but it's also like the platform that I'm creating with all of the educational resources, right? So it was definitely a lot of trial and error. And after I decided the direction that I want to take, I started making very different YouTube videos. I started learning as much as I possibly could about YouTube and making content on there that uh, had potential to be shared and, and viewed and how to get people to watch longer and all of that. And there were a, a, a few different iterations of the mission statement of the creed. Like it was, it was probably double the length that it is now whenever I first started it and throughout creating a, different videos and, and over time, I think over the course of like three or four months, it condensed into pursue your dreams and learn to stream. And I liked it because it rhymed. And also it was two separate things that I really believed in. So I love the idea of like learning to stream, right? That's everything that I do. It's very freaking obvious, but really what's at the core is pursue your dreams. And so this idea of pursue your dreams and learn to stream is a reflection of my belief for the streaming community specifically. But pursue your dreams is a the core belief at all of the content that I will always create. So what I've done by creating this mission statement is that Right now, yes, I'm serving the streaming community, but at some point, maybe if I want to branch outwards to creating more like travel content, or maybe I want to do more business and like entrepreneurship content, uh, maybe I don't really want to talk about streaming as much in the future, right? And at mm -hmm. that point, I've got a mission statement that is going to travel with me through that different content. So pursue your dreams, regardless of what I'm doing, regardless of which uh, communities I'm part of or what value I'm wanting to serve people or what content or what I'm wanting to talk about during my content. It will always, always, always at its core have pursue your dreams. And that's the driving force behind everything that I do, because I want to achieve this baller freaking life. I have this vision for my life that I'm like willing to work incredibly hard for. I'm willing to like put myself in this position of being a person who receives criticism and has this big vision and makes some people uncomfortable. And I'm doing all of it because I have a deeper vision rather than just like I just want to teach people how to stream. It's like, no, I have a purpose, right? Like I've mm -hmm. got something deeper. Yeah. Which I, mean, I know is like really heavy, but <laughs> No, no. I actually I actually want to talk about that real quick because you mentioned that, you know, pursue you know, pursue your dream kind of translates. Now one one thing that nobody has really questioned me about, but the reason why I called, you know, my whole thing the Mike James content experience was all, you know, I toyed with the idea of calling it the Mike James streaming experience, but see, I, I used my noggin, I used my brain before I went into this, because I thought, I thought, well, you know, right, you know, streaming right now is great, but what if, what if one year's, what if in one year's time, I'm actually not streaming anymore, or as much, and I'm actually, you know, making more content on 
Instagram or what if I'm, you know, creating most of my content on YouTube, I'm not going to have the opportunity to, you know, oh, welcome to the the Mike James streaming experience. You know, the whole purpose of it was that I could say, welcome to the Mike James content experience, because that allows me to scale way beyond Twitch or as from streaming. And, you know, it, yeah. every, every, every content creator has, you know, their own journey, has their own experience. So I called it the Mike James content experience because right now this is my experience with content creation. But the whole purpose of this podcast, as you know, is to get people like yourself on to share your content experience. And that's kind of like the direction that I'm going because I kind of like the idea of, you know, inspiring people. And somebody said to me the other day, you know, I've been going to the gym. Uh, I started just before Christmas, but then I stopped and, you know, it really got to me and it really made me quite unhappy. And it started affecting my performances on stream because I really felt uncomfortable. And then I started mm -hmm. up last week again um, on Monday. And uh, like it, the day that I went back to the gym, I came back home and I streamed and I just felt on fire. I just felt like ready to go. Um, yeah. So, and I actually had somebody message me and they, and you know, again, it was gear up a good, a, a good friend of mine who said, um, he was like, dude, I love, I love that you're sharing your gym journey. It's like so inspiring because obviously I am a big guy. It's like, you know, it's not, it's not hard to, you know, it's not hard to, you know, pull that apart. You know, I get trolls that come in here and they will pick, they will pick at that. And I'm like, well done, Captain Obvious. Come back when you got something a little bit more original. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I love the idea of that me sharing my journey, you know, going to the gym, like I lost four pounds um, the first week back at the gym. Like, I love the idea that that's inspiring people. So I really would hope that, you know, you coming on here and sharing your story and your journey, somebody's listening to it. And maybe, yeah, there is somebody out there that's got that killer idea, but they just don't have, you know, that initial jump to go and try it on Twitch. But because they've heard you say everything that you've had to say, they might be sat there right now and they might be like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to get on and do it. I'm going to do this idea. And if it doesn't work, I'll restructure it or I'll do something else. And that to me is like kind of the, at the moment, the purpose that I'm loving this whole podcast and streaming about. And I, I try to incorporate it when I'm playing games on it. Like, you know, I play marbles on stream on a Tuesday uh, where we'll talk about, um, you know, I'll, I'll basically ask people about their content experience and I'll get to know their experiences because as a filmmaker, obviously my background lies in storytelling uh, and especially, you know, I loved making documentaries where, you know, I remember I made a documentary where I literally sat down with an old lady with a camera and we just spoke for about six hours and I just sat there and I just got all of her story, her life story out on the table on camera. And then it was up to me to then take, obviously it's a little bit different than streaming, but you know, it was up to me to take that experience and construct it into a narrative that would impact others. And I, I, I sort of love doing that with my own life. You know, I love making a documentary out of myself that will hopefully inspire other people to, you know, start the gym, maybe look after themselves a bit more, start streaming or, you know, change something up. Um, and that's why it's been super hard for me because on one hand, I, I like, I don't want to let go of like, you know, the whole gaming thing. Um, because it's, you know, I love doing it and I don't like, but then on the other hand, I'm like, well, you know, I want to, I want to help people, but I don't want to be, you know, I said to you earlier, it's not my, five years from now is not my vision to be a, a coach or a, you know, to, to be that person. I just want to be somebody that creates different content and just inspires people. So that's why, you know, I would probably benefit from if you forgive the sort of irony of it i'd probably benefit from you know coming to somebody like you a stream coach and talking to you but unfortunately you know the photography at the moment is really slow um and you always sell out as well which is you know another thing as well um so anyway that that's that's sort of just like one of the back things that you know is kind of the position that i'm in um you know right now but anyway this show isn't about me, otherwise I'd just film them on my own. Uh, so I, I, I want to speak, I want to get back to you and talk a little bit about, you know, like the future, um, like what you have in, in, in stores for the future. So yes, Ashney, we will talk about the ebook right now. Um, oh. <laughs> so obviously, before we Ooh. jump, you know, directly into the future, 
I want to speak about um, your ebook now. For anybody that doesn't know, now I'm going to let Ashley talk more about it. But before she does talk about it, um, while she's talking about it, I will be posting the link to the page where you can pre-order. It releases it's tomorrow, right? Yes. Yes, it's tomorrow that it releases. Um, and anybody that pre-orders it, is it still on now? The is it the twenty or the twenty-five percent? Yeah, it's still at twenty five percent off if you pre order. <laughs> so anybody that orders it today, the last chance today um to order to pre order the uh the ebook. But uh whilst I'm spamming this link in hopes that you guys will at least check it out, Ashney is gonna tell us what the ebook is actually about. Ooh, oh my god. I can't well I'm like stressing today. I'm so ready for it to be done um okay so the ebook is about a, a combination of things it's my journey from being a very very new creator to being someone with 200 plus average viewers it has all my best advice for things to focus on at each level so it's kind of divided into like when i was at zero to five viewers what was I really struggling with and how could I make it better? And then it's like five to 15 viewers. What did I really struggle with and how could you do that better? Et cetera, et cetera, all the way up until like 75 plus. There's a lot of stuff about um, networking and branding and uh, creating content that's unique. And there's, I mean, just basically all of the advice that you've ever heard about streaming, all of the basic stuff, but like, 10x that because it goes way <laughs> deeper than just hey be consistent it's got strategies for why uh and how and um examples and all of that so it goes into all of those things uh also it goes into the monetization side which is something that i'm really passionate about right now is helping streamers build more uh opportunities for them to monetize where they don't necessarily have to rely on other companies that will hopefully resonate with their communities or might not, or they won't have to rely on uh, their communities to pay their bills through like tip goals or sub goals or something. So it goes into all of that. Uh, it is around 45 pages or so. It's my first book. So it was a huge <laughs> learning process. It was like six months in the making for 45 freaking pages, which is crazy. Damn. But I I know it's crazy. It's <laughs> like so it's been so difficult, but it's because I spent like three months with analysis paralysis. I just tried to research as much as I possibly freaking could about creating an ebook because I was too scared to actually just get freaking started, right? Ugh, so annoying. So that's pretty much all that it's about. It also comes with two other secret projects, which products, which will be announced tomorrow when it actually releases. I will be streaming tomorrow, by the way. I'm going to be going live at noon. The release is going to be at 2, and tomorrow is my birthday. So <laughs> if you want to come tell me happy birthday, come through the stream and see me probably stressing out really hard because it will be like, Two hours is, before is, we launch my is, very first. Is there, a, is, is there any? Is there any like really, really vague example of one of these secret products that you can like tease Ooh. us with, without mm. giving every anything away? Because I know that you wouldn't want to give anything away. But I'd really love if you could, uh, you know, tease us with something. I can tease. Yeah, I can definitely tease. Uh, Ashley, one. Ashley is going to tease us, guys. Get ready. <laughs> oh baby uh, one of the things is something that I've been asked for a couple of times like during the streams and during social like on Twitter already <laughs> and people were like is it going to come with this thing and I'm like mm, that's a good idea for the future <laughs> I'm trying to like <laughs> keep it secret and not freak out about it and then the other thing um, I referenced uh Go I reference different okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I reference different exercises that I do all the time. So there might be something else that might include like an exercise or six. Oh dun dun dun. 
So <laughs> now would probably be a good time to end the podcast so I can actually go and pre-order <laughs> the book because I actually haven't done that yet. I'm sat here pasting the link for everybody else to go and pre-order your book and I actually haven't done that yet. So I should probably do that at some point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm let's... so excited and also stressed. <laughs> so when's book number two coming out? Oh my god. This is the, the future of Ashley Christ, I guess, is uh products so i've done the like service-based business thing for a while now and i've realized that definitely hitting i've hit this like critical mass where i just there are so many people asking for coaching that i can't fulfill requests anymore so there will be more books there will be online courses in fact i'm working with one of the largest women streamers on platform right now and we're creating a course together so you're gonna see something really exciting happening in the next couple of months i'm also building out uh streamcoach.tv which is the vision behind literally everything that i've been envisioning since i started creating stream coach content in 2016. So my idea for this is that I'm solving a couple of different problems. One problem is by Pixie. One problem is that uh, I feel that there's a, a lack of mentorship available. Uh, there's a lack of successful streamers being able to work in a, in a capacity to advise um, smaller creators who are struggling. And the, the biggest reason for that is because these larger creators, they don't really have the time to be able to spend with these smaller creators, right? So if you look at somebody like Say No to Rage, who has been uh, an awesome mentor from afar for me, he's one of the people that I really look up to in terms of his ability to like deliver information and uh, help put people on the right path because his knowledge is like, he probably has some of the best streaming advice, content advice on the Twitch platform. Like, hands down. I think he's better than probably any other person that I've ever heard. And he has so much success during his streams that like, he is not necessarily able to have a lot of free time. He also has like a family and stuff and a YouTube and a podcast and like other stuff that he's doing. He's not able to like free up his time necessarily to be a coach. Maybe he would if the opportunity was there. But with him and with other creators. So there's a another thing that we're struggling with, I think, that there are a lot of successful streamers. Like Green Dumpling is a really good example of this. He's incredible. His stream is so good, but he still can't freaking be full-time because he lives in Malaysia. He's not able to get sponsorships. He's not able to get a lot of the like monetization things that he needs in order to pay all of his bills to free up more of his time. Imagine not just him, but all the other creators that are in the same situation where they can't freaking afford to be full-time. And if they had the additional time, they would absolutely blow up and they would slay it. And so my vision for, for Stream Coach is to solve both of those problems. I want to be able to provide smaller creators who are really struggling with advice with that advice that they need, with the mentors that they need, with that like one-on-one -on -one experience of being able to spend time with a successful creator and learn from them. And I want those successful creators to be able to free up more of their time and make more money so that they can actually spend more time home with their families, working on their content and growing more so that they can spread their message and spread their content to more and more people. So the idea behind Stream Coach is yes, there's going to be free resources like podcasts and YouTube videos and all of that stuff that I've already been doing for years, but also there are going to be paid resources with like ebooks, online courses, coaching. Uh, that's, uh, was there anything else? Those were the like main three that I'm focusing on right now, but I want to provide additional things for people that want to uh, have more organization to their learning and mm -hmm. they want a little bit more direction. And I feel like what's really cool about paid products versus free stuff is that the free stuff is kind of like, here's a lot of great information, now go for it. And some people have the ability to take that information and distill it down into figuring out what works for their specific situation. But some people just want their time freaking freed up. They don't want to have to watch 100 YouTube videos to figure out the best information for their situation. They want to create an ebook. And if you create an online course that walks them through the entire process of I don't have an ebook to now I have an ebook, 
that's awesome. Like it's a, a paid thing that walks them through and they can have a transformation throughout that. Right. So that's kind of what my, my vision is for the future and providing more monetization opportunities for people and more mentorship just for the streaming community overall. Yeah. I mean, what, <laughs> I'm <brief. laughs> um, no, one, one interesting thing now, I don't want to talk about it too much because obviously if this is like a super secret project, um, but one thing that you may or may not remember um, me talking to you about about five six months ago, um, as a as a photographer, there is groups on Facebook, and it's one of the biggest photography groups that I'm in, and it's called IPS Mastermind. So IPS is basically a quick rundown for IPS that so anybody that doesn't know what it is. It's in person sales, and rather than photographers going out taking pictures, putting them on a USB and delivering the USB. The point is that you create an experience for that individual where you go out and you take pictures of, you know, whatever type of photographer you are, portrait, animal photographer, whatever. And then you take those pictures and then you print it onto a canvas and then you upsell that canvas. So you might pay like 30, like say $30 to get that canvas made, but you're creating a, you use obviously a high, a high profile printer print company but because you're creating an experience and you're creating the memory and the skills and everything uh you all wrap it up and you upsell that canvas now some people are great at doing it some people upsell it from $30 to $90 but then there's people mm. there's photographers out there that will upsell it and they are deliberately going for the higher market but they will upsell it for you know, they might buy it for like, say, 40 or $50 from a really good print company, but then they'll sell it for $500 and they're doing it as a package, they're doing it as a deal and it all comes part of like, you know, the whole experience and them getting like, and then, you know, they'll wrap it nicely, they'll give champagne and things like that and it's all about the experience, but like the whole, the whole concept of the IPS Mastermind group was that you know, IPS is this, like, it's not a new business model. It's a really old one that's been brought back because when digital came out, everybody switched over to offering USB and CDs on, you know, all the images on a USB. Or now it's like all the all the images on an online gallery. Whereas IPS is kind of going back to the old traditional routes that they used to have in like the Victorian times and, you know, the, the sort of early to mid 1900s where you would go and get your picture taken, it would get printed, and then a couple of weeks later, you would pay to get a print of your picture. Um, but the the whole premise of it is that IPS Mastermind is a place where you can pay like 20 or $30 a month. It used to be 12 but then it went up to like $30. And you get access to like some of the biggest IPS photographers in the game, like some of the biggest mm -hmm. photographers in the game are giving courses on certain elements they'll literally give a course on you know the correct iso settings to use in different situations and all of these courses are you know are completely free to, um well they're not free but you know these courses are completely open to anybody that pays that subscription fee but then there's the facebook group where people can still ask questions and they can get answers to it but then again, if anybody wants a bit like stream coaching, if anybody wants more tailored answers to their, you know, questions, then the best thing to do would be to buy a subscription for the IPS Mastermind Group uh, website, and then they will get access to all those courses. So I actually mentioned, I don't know if you remember at all, but I actually, because of how busy you are, but I did mention something similar. I was like, yo, you should do this. But this was like when we, mm -hmm. you know, shortly after we first met. And by the sounds of it, you're already doing said awesome thing anyway in 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 a in a certain sense um but yeah I definitely my whole point of that long charade was basically to say that there's definitely a market for you know people that want to pay to get more you know defined courses on different elements to things because it works mm -hmm. in the photography industry there's literally i think there's in fact i think there's more i think there's like a hundred thousand members in this photography I don't want to. Oh, I turned my phone off because I thought it was uh, that causing the issues earlier. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of members in this group, and there's a lot of people that pay for the IPS Mastermind subscription. And I, what I'm kind of getting at is that I feel like it could easily translate over. And it was kind of like an idea that I didn't think about, but I was like, hmm, somebody should do that. And then like a month later, I met Ashney, and then Ashney was like, yeah, I'm gonna do something like that. And then I was like. 
This is yeah. why you should do things first, folks, before other people steal it. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Uh, nah. Accurate. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just messing. But yeah, it is, it is uh, definitely something that's, um, you know, looking, you know, looking like it could work on your behalf. But you mentioned earlier about this baller lifestyle. Now I do want to get wrap things up and get onto the questions real soon. But, um. You mentioned this like baller lifestyle. I just want to get a little bit more insight in what your vision is for you personally outside of content creation. If you if you're happy to share it with us, that is. If not, then that's perfectly fine. But for example, I've always been open with my community and that my aims one day isn't to be you know I don't want to ever be a millionaire. I don't want to be um, like a high balling lifestyle. I don't want to get helicopters from point A to B. All I want is to be able to allow my fiance to quit her job so that I c she can raise our future kids that do not exist at this moment in time, but will exist at some point in the future and that she can raise them and she can live her life riding her horses, r raising the kids whilst I get to do something that I absolutely love and work hard on, mm -hmm. which is content creation. But again, I'm very early in that journey and I've got a long way to go, but I'm happy where I am and I'm happy where I'm seeing things going. But obviously I've still got a lot of things to work on. But tell us a little bit about you, your future vision outside of the Twitch of us. So my my two big things have always been um that and I'm I'm honest about this too like I've been poor my entire life. I have struggled my entire life. There was a time when my sister and I were like crying um shortly after my mom left my I've a crazy backstory by the way. Shortly after my mom left the abusive like terrible just person that she was with uh who i thought was my dad for like the first 14 years of my life but i digress uh, after she left him and she was raising myself and my sister on her own and there was a time where my sister and i were crying because we didn't have any food like we hadn't eaten and we were really hungry and my mom had to call our grandmother and she was bawling and my grandma who is also not uh financially like not successful but she struggles too uh she had she brought over like boxes of macaroni and cheese for us and that was like that was so cool <laughs> so I've definitely been in poverty for a lot of my life and I know what that feeling is like and I know how much it sucks to not know sometimes where your next meal is coming from and to not know like maybe how you're going to get to work because your car breaks down and you can't afford to fix it. Uh, I know what it's like to not know how to get gas. There was a time where my paychecks were like $425 and my bills were $400. And so I had to figure out how to survive two weeks on 25 bucks for gas and food. And I remember I would eat like a single dollar menu burger a day. And it sucks. Like I don't want anyone to live that kind of lifestyle. So my future one of the things that I've always really wanted is I want to buy my mom a house. Um, I, I want her to finally have a house that she's proud of. And I want her and my dad to not have to, to struggle financially. Like they're both at the point now where they should be really thinking about retirement and they can't because they have taken on a lot of debt to support myself and my sister through school um, and to get us the things that we needed while we were living with them. Uh, I don't want my grandma to be like 80 years old and looking for work in a Target because she can't afford to live because the government's not giving her the whatever the government program is that she was supposed to, to receive. Um, and I want to be able to support my great-grandmother who is in a home right now um, and you know, once again, she's, she's not super wealthy either. So I just want to be able to support my family and have them not have to worry about debt or have to worry about any of the terrible things that they've worried about their entire life. Like financial stress has been a source of stress every single day 
every single freaking day for me. And I don't want them to have to worry about it anymore. <sighs> the second piece is that uh, <laughs> I joke about it, but I'm like kind of serious. I want to be able to like fund research to figure out how to make puppies live forever. <laughs> like, I just, I want to figure out what that looks like. <laughs> so that's, that's something that I'm really interested in. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to fund research for the streaming community as well. I feel like a lot of the things that I talk about. I'm working has worked for me and has worked for a lot of other creators, but there's no research to support that. So I do have uh, amazing friends that work at uh, MIT. I know a few like culture anthropologists. I know some awesome people that can conduct this research. It's just a matter, I think, of of providing the funds for that. So that's something else that I want to do. Uh, as far as like for myself, what does that look like? I would love to be in a place where I don't have to worry about uh, can I afford to go to this convention? Can I um, can I afford to support this creator's like new line that they just like if they release? Uh, you know, I am Brandon just came out with his three a.m. line. You know, I Pokimane just came out with her freaking makeup palette. Like, I want to be able to buy all of those things to support the people in the community, uh, and I just want to feel proud of the place that I'm living in and the things that I have. And I want to not have to struggle like I have my entire life. So that's what a, a baller existence looks like for me. And that's that's a, a big piece of of everything that I do, too, is supporting the, the people in my life because. Uh, <laughs> Oh, also, actually, I should I should say this too. a big part of it as well is that I want to I really, really want to employ people that I feel like are uh, they have the same passions that I do and they believe the same things that I do. And they're just not in a position to be able to, like, go out and work out in the world because either they have a disability or they just maybe they struggle with like their mental health or maybe they for some reason they can't freaking like get out and just just get a normal nine to five job, which I just hate the idea of like nine to fives anyways. But um, I want to be able to employ people like that. So my future is not just in Twitch. I am building something for the streaming community, but I also have other businesses that I'm building as well. And I've, <laughs> I've always been a problem solver my entire life. I've always wanted to create things that um, create more community and spaces that I love. So regardless if I'm in Twitch or if that's in all these other spaces that I really enjoy, I want to create businesses that solve people's problems and ultimately employ people that are really passionate about those spaces. I mean, that's that just, sum, <laughs> that just sums you up. But I mean, it is a great message to send out to every streamer um you know we, we really believe that both me and ashley really believe that you should be striving a bit further than just being the next big streamer you really should be dreaming about being the next big content creator now yes i understand that you know you might not want to be a content creator you might not want to go and make podcasts or make youtube videos but the, we had this discussion the other day and you know i want to i want to wrap things up but one of the big discussions was what happens if Twitch now? I know at this moment in time it's not likely, but what happens if Twitch was to get closed down for some reason? If you're focusing on building your community on purely Twitch alone, if that goes down even for a day, you've lost touch with your community for a whole day. Um, mm -hmm. like and you know it seems daft, but it was a very real thing that happened on Instagram the other day. Instagram and Facebook went down. Now imagine if you only had a following on Instagram, you would be buggered if Instagram went down for longer than a day. Like you would have no way of contacting any of your followers. So I always recommend that you, you know, you build up maybe not multiple platforms, but at least more than one platform. I mean, I don't know if you'd agree with that, but I would definitely, you know, say that you would you should be building up more than one platform. Yeah, it's it's not even I think I don't think this conversation should be handled in terms of platforms either because oops. Um 
any platform has the potential to leave us someday. Just like find it. Just like uh, I, I figured out the other day that MySpace is still around. Like what is the it? f? What? <laughs> I didn't yes, know that. Still exists. Actually, whenever Facebook and Instagram went down. People started saying, hey, we're meeting up on MySpace. Like, MySpace was a big meme because it still exists somehow. It's crazy. So I don't think that you should ever rely on a platform or 12 platforms to be able to interact with your audience. I think that is a, a fool's errand. And it really concerns me how many or how few streamers I see actually caring about that. Right? So I don't think that a lot of the streaming community is set up for success in future because we don't know what's going to happen with twitch like twitch can be bought out by somebody and they completely change the game twitch well maybe they won't be bought out by somebody but um twitch can completely change right or a new live stream platform can come along and completely dominate how many times have we seen awesome established <laughs> platforms be absolutely freaking destroyed in the past it happens all the time so i think that we all need to be figuring out how to own the relationship with our audience. Because if you're talking to your community on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, your podcast, all of those different places, it's still those sites that are owning your audience. So having a good email list, I think is incredibly, incredibly freaking important. That is direct from you to your audience. And people can't freaking take away email. I don't think. I don't know. I don't foresee it happening, maybe, See, but I feel like it's a lot safer route than <laughs> email email lists are a weird one because I've I've listened to a podcast. Now you might have listened to it, um, because I know that you are quite big in, you know, like education and things like that. But I listened to a podcast by Jenna Kutcher, who's all about female bosses, and she does a podcast called Gold Digger. Um and if you haven't listened to that podcast, it's definitely worth a listen to because she talks about um, different female entrepreneur bosses that are doing di completely different things, but they come into mm -hmm. her podcast and they give advice and things. But one thing she did a podcast on was um, she was speaking about how like how big her email list is. And for the longest time, I was walking to the gym and things. I was listening to um, these. I was listening to this podcast, and I was thinking, and I still to this day think about it. And I'm like how can an email list be important for a content creator? Like you don't see, or at least I haven't seen Ninja say, you know, say go to my website and sign up here to become a part of my email list. But the more that I thought about it, it kind of made, made sense. Now I haven't got an email list, so don't even ask me about my email list, but it kind of does make sense because email is about the only form of communication that is directly from one individual to another, right? There's no middleman. There's no platform that you're using. You can literally open up a, a basic app and send an email from your computer. So I, yeah. kind of, I kind of get that. But I mean, would you have, before we finish up, would you have actually any advice? Like, have you have you got an established email list? Like, what what's your advice on actually starting an email list? Because I would have no clue. Yeah. So I have 325 people on my email list right now. <laughs> I've done zero work for it, really. I I published like I published a YouTube video that had oh sorry dog that had one um, lead generator, and that's where all of those those emails came from. So to your point earlier of Ninja not having an email. He actually does. If you does ever go, <laughs> yes, if you ever go to teamninja.com and you like scroll through the site and you go towards the bottom, there's going to be a little pop up that says, Do you want, uh, I think it's like five or $10 off your order? And then you enter email and you say, Yes, send me the thing. And then it sends you the thing. And then that is actually a lead generator. So what you need if you want to, and I'm by no means an expert in this field, but luckily I have a really awesome person on my team who is that's helping me out with all of this. Um, but through the things that I've learned with an email list, what you really need to do is you start with a lead generator. And that might look like uh, a free first chapter of your ebook, a free coupon for something. It might look like um, a free, like some kind of freebie, right? Some kind of thing that will give people value that makes them want to sign up. I've signed up for email lists from like countless entrepreneurs to get a free like five to 10 page ebook from them. That's a really, really common one. 
So you create this thing and you say, hey, I'll send you this thing if you sign up on my email list. And then after they sign up, you have a an email sequence where you send them through this, this funnel. The very, very top of the funnel is someone who is just finding your stuff uh, and they've signed up for the email list, but they're not 100% sure of everything that you do. And it's kind of like the introductory person, someone who's very new to you, right? And then mm-hmm. through all of your emails, basically what you're trying to do is develop a relationship with this person who's very new to you. So you're helping them out with the things that they're struggling with. You're sending them advice and free stuff, whether that's free ebooks, free courses, free online webinars, whatever. And then you eventually get them all the way down the funnel into being a person who will will make a purchase from you. So somebody who knows, likes, and trusts you enough to actually give you money in exchange for value. Um, And email lists are really, really powerful because if you're somebody who at some point you want to be able to support yourself financially through um, online products or online services or something. So if you want to be your own boss and create an online business for yourself and be in business for yourself, having an email email list can be really powerful because imagine releasing a product like Ashley Christ has 10,000 email subscribers and she releases her first freaking uh, online course. And it's with this awesome, like one of the largest women creators on Twitch and she releases it and says, hey, all the emails that I've sent you over the last like few months, all the relationship development that we've been doing, look what I have now based on the things that we've talked about. Look what I've developed for you. If you want to sign up, you can pre-order it for like 50% off. It's like a hundred bucks. Here you go. Go in and sign up if you want to. And people that have that level of connection with their audience are able to generate sales, generate more of uh, the trust and have better relationships with people because you're not having to rely on, and it's also just smart for the future, you're not having to rely on other platforms. Um, You are contacting them in different ways and you're providing additional value outside of all of these other platforms that you have a presence on. So there have been people who have uh, created a product, launched it to their email list, and immediately within like an hour made like $20,000. It's ridiculous. Yes. And imagine Ninja, (laughs) who is creating an email list based on this coupon off of his website. Uh, Imagine the day that Ninja launches Ninja Joggers and they email that group of people, which is probably ridiculous numbers. He probably has like 100,000 plus on his email list or something. Imagine that that day comes out and they say, hey, we've got joggers. Look at this new product that we've created based on all of your feedback. How many sales they're going to make and how much those people are going to feel like Ninja actually listens to them. Damn. <laughs> That's why you do it, baby. That's well, why you do it. Anyway, so we've... Uh, I think we've... <laughs> you know, me and you could sit here for hours and talk about different elements to twitch and as much as i'd love that obviously um i'm hoping you can join us in answering just a few questions before you head off um and enjoy the rest of your day but apart from that when the ebook goes live tomorrow for the for the future longevity of this episode um is it going to be the same url where they can get your book at or is it going to go to a different url it's going to change so the url right now is a a gumroad url but in the future it's streamcoachbook.com so obviously so uh, streamcoach streamcoach.book.com was it streamcoachbook.com oh, streamcoachbook.com sorry um mm-hmm. i thought i heard a dot in between there so yeah streamcoachbook.com <laughs> and then obviously alongside that where else can anybody find you ashley if they want to get in touch or if they want to you know inquire about coaching or if they just want to come and catch you mm-hmm. live um tell tell us a little bit about where we can catch you yeah, it's at Ashney Christ literally everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all the things. So thank you so much, Ashney, for joining us uh, on this episode of the Mike James Content Experience. Your content experience has been very valuable and it has given hopefully somebody some experience and inspiration uh, to go out and do something great today. Uh, I appreciate you and everything that you do. I mean, is there any last minute words that you want to say to anybody or anyone or to me or to, I don't know, the little yam yes. on your microphone? 
<laughs> yes. Okay. If you got vision for the future, believe in yourself. It's cliche as crap, but please just do it because you're not the only one who ever wants thing and you're not the only one who can be helped by the things that you're going to create. So pursue your dreams and help other people solve the problems of the world and don't think that you're too little of a person to be able to do so because you're not. Somebody needs your voice. Thank you for listening to episode number seven of the podcast, guys. That concludes our interview with Ashley Christ this week. If you would like to head over to Twitter at It's the Mike James, let me know what you think of this interview. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Let me know what you thought of the questions and the answers. Give me your feedback, and you could potentially be featured here in future episodes. But, guys, thank you for listening to the episode if you'd like to support me that little bit more you can head over to patreon.com forward slash the mike james you can pledge as little as one dollar a month and it really helps me out with the cost of producing these episodes and the cost of living etc and it really just gives me that little bit more support but guys thank you so so much and if you'd like to join in any future podcast recordings you can do live over on twitch.tv forward slash the mike james thank you everybody for joining me on my content experience and sharing everybody else's content experience i hope everybody has a wonderful day and don't forget you can fail at what you don't want so you might as well take a chance of doing what you love guys